When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. I am Sarah Jane Case, and this is Enneagram and Coffee. Jackie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited you're here. Oh, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be with you. So I know my audience is going to be so excited to talk all things marriage and the Enneagram. I feel like my DMs are just like this overflow of please tell me about my marriage. Mm, And mm -hmm. so I know we're ripe and ready. But before we get into that, can you tell us a little bit about your Enneagram journey, how you found it, how you discovered your type, all the good stuff? Sure. Uh, My Enneagram journey happened about 13 years ago, and I was going for a walk with my girlfriend. And um, I have four kids. And at this time, the twins, I don't even know if they were two years old. But They were um, really little, tiny, skinny babies that could get out of anything. And there was two of them. So she had like this perfect little girl and she still is perfect. She's precious. But she was eating her goldfish and probably reading a book. And mine were like punching each other in the face and like trying to slide (laughs) out of their stroller. And it was awful. So at the end of that day at the park, my girlfriend um, I don't know if it was text because it was 13 years ago. I don't even know if you texted mm-hmm. that long ago. However, she did pigeon character. I don't know how it was. She <laughs> messaged me and said, um, hey, I'm sending you a book. It, you'll get it in a couple days. And I was like, oh, awesome. I love to get lost in somebody else's story. This is going to be great. Mm-hmm. And then I got that book in the mail and I thought, what in the world is this? Like this weird <laughs> symbol on the front. And, you know, I'm like, and then I started to flip through it and I was like, oh, that was a really bad day at the park. I think she probably realizes I'm probably not okay and I need some help. And so that was like the beginning. I love my friend, but that yeah. was the beginning of the journey of the Enneagram, me starting to read through it. I took the test. It's Don Rizzo and Ross Hudson's The Wisdom of the Enneagram, which I love that yeah, book. textbook. It is my favorite, my favorite. Mm-hmm. Um, and so going through that book, I tested as an eight and I was like, oh, I can see that. You know, I'm pretty strong in a lot of ways, had to be for a lot of reasons, Um, but it didn't all line up. And so when I started to look at the wing seven and started to read about the seven, everything about that lined up, the heart longing, the the childhood messaging, the childhood background, um, there was one part of it. It's not in the healthy range. This was not healthy people. Okay. Like this is, it was not healthy. <laughs> I was trying to survive parenting at this mm-hmm. point in my life. Um, but it was like frantic escapism. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I read that, I was like, oh my gosh, I, I'm not broken. Like mm. I'm not healthy, but I'm not, I'm not, I'm not so far gone that, you know, that I'm like a lost cause. Mm-hmm. I just felt like 
everything in my world was so chaotic. And so the Enneagram for me began to make, it allowed me to make sense of my own story. Mm-hmm. It really gave me insight. Um, it gave me language. It gave me words. Mm-hmm. And I finally felt like, oh, there's some really great things about who I am. And there's some really tricky things about me as well, you know, uh, when I am not good. I, yeah, I want all the things. And my husband used to say, like, you'll go to the store and you'll buy the same shirt in seven colors. And I'm like, uh-huh. well, duh, doesn't everybody? Uh-huh. Um, and they don't. They, you know, yeah. they don't. But <laughs> um, so that, that was the beginning of my journey with the Enneagram. I've studied it for years and years, five years ago, uh, maybe a little over five years ago, I got certified to be an Enneagram coach. And so um, I have a practice. I see clients full time and I write books and um, speak at events and things like that. So I love the Enneagram. I think it is such a helpful tool to help people uncover and discover more about themselves um, in a really curious and careful way. Mm, I love curious and careful. That's so Mm. true. Do you, okay, so why marriage? We're talking like why the Enneagram and marriage together? Uh, I've been married for 24 years, and so I probably could stop right there. That's why, <laughs> because it has been. Um, it, you know, what my my husband's an Enneagram three, wing four. He's an achiever. He's driven. Um, there were so many years that things just didn't make sense. If that makes sense, like it was like, I can't get to you. I can't figure out why, and I'm trying to connect with you, and I. It's, I can't figure out how to do this. And it was like this, this dance that uh, we were stepping all, all over each other's toes and missing each other. And so the Enneagram for us was, again, a tool of like aha moments around, oh my goodness. Um, even I did a post yesterday and um, about the three not wanting to be irrelevant. And we had a bunch of people over my house. My husband's in music business. And so we had a bunch of people over our house and He's like, I'm 31, 31 forever. And I'm like, oh, when you say that, I know you're joking, but I'm 45. And so at mm-hmm. some point I'd like to be 45. Yeah. If that makes sense yeah. at all, right? Absolutely. But I couldn't quite figure out um, why that was such a big thing for him, like 31 forever. And then I read that thing about th- threes don't want to be irrelevant. And I'm like, that's why. That is, that is why. So I think the Enneagram gives us so much insight into ourselves, but also our partner. And it helped me hold space for him in a new way. It helps me um, have an understanding of his perspective. It doesn't mean I have to have the same perspective, but I understand his perspective and I can understand where he's coming from. So um, I'm passionate about that for couples. I think that, you know, communication and relationship, they require emotional connection and a lot of the times we have a hard time doing this. We don't know how to do this. So we stay in task-based or transaction-based relationships. And I think this tool and maybe the way that I wrote it can help people get into their own stories, which can lead to deep emotional connection. Okay. I need you to talk to me about task-based and transaction-based relationships because that sounds like I've been there before. Yes. Yes. (laughs) Sounds familiar. Yes. Yes. When we're, when we're in task-based or transaction-based relationship, the emotional connection is pretty low. It's around what I'm supposed to do and what I should do or what you need me to do, but it's not because I want to necessarily do that or because I'm thinking about you and your needs, not at a codependent level, like not um, 
your needs matter over mine, but of this, like, as I'm making decisions, I'm thinking about how that's going to impact you as well. And so I'm thinking about us as a unit instead of me by myself making these decisions. Um, Or, you know, I'm doing this to make you happy. Aren't you happy? I did what you wanted me to do. Why are you still nagging me? Yeah. Right? Well, typically, if they're still nagging you, they didn't really care about that anyways. What they wanted was connection. And so they want attention. So they want to know if they reach for you, you're going to be accessible to them. If they reach for you, you're going to respond to them in a way that shows them that you care and that you're attuned to them. And uh, they want you to engage, you know, healthy, healthy, secure attachment in, in couples looks like reciprocal engagement. It looks like this reciprocal, I reach for you, you reach for me, you respond to me, I respond to you, you engage with me, I engage with you. Nobody has to fully give over themselves to anybody else, but it's this dance that you learn how to do together. Um, and I think there's a huge difference between the task-based relationship and the emotionally connected relationship. Mm-hmm. Um, can we talk about sex for a second? Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Because I saw a post that a woman did on Instagram where mm-hmm. she was talking about desire and like, you know, if you, you know, typically male partners will want to have sex and the female mm-hmm. partners will be exhausted from like a day of doing mm-hmm. and caring for the household. And the comment section was just full of men saying, so I have to earn sex. So I have mm-hmm. to earn this. And mm-hmm. and I hear so much of what you're saying, like that transactional mentality mm-hmm. of if I do, then I receive. Right. And, and I hear women saying, no, <laughs> That's not that's it. That's not what I'm saying. But- yeah, that's not it. Uh, no, I think that uh, healthy sex lives and exist inside of this. So you can you can be in a task you know task based relationship or transactional relationship and have great sex. Mm-hmm. You can, um, but as far as the emotional connection that happens with great intimacy, the deep knowing, uh, I think that that is the pause, the care, the concern. Um, so if you know. I don't know what I think about like all males want this and all females want this. I meet a lot of females that are just as, you know, have high sex drives as men. Um, I actually Mm -hmm. think it has a lot to do with attachment theory, um, how you get your needs met. And so, you know, or even if we look at the the Enneagram subtypes, if you look at the self or the sexual subtype, you're going to have more chemistry and connection inside that. They're going to, there's, there's more of a desire to connect in that way for intimacy. Um, so I don't know that I a hundred percent agree with that piece of the data, but when it comes to the, um, the connection piece, no, you don't have to do to earn. You guys have to learn to be, to be connected, to be in tune, to be intentional to, uh, when you're, when your spouse reaches. So if your wife reaches, for you that you respond to her and, and it's not what do you need or uh, let me fix it, but it's this this nurturing piece around, let me hear what you're trying to say to me. So it's like, um, I've had such an exhausted day. The kids screamed all day. Oh, I see that you're really worn out. Um, you know, do you need any help with anything? And so that kind of response is like, she, you know, she reached, I'm really exhausted. He responded, I see you're exhausted. And then he tried to go and engage, like, can I help you with anything? And so if that, that type of reciprocal relationship, it warms the room up. You know, I don't know. Do you read any of the Gottman Institute stuff? Yes. Ah, right. We actually just talked about it on Wednesday in the podcast. You're, oh, you did. The, the podcast before this one. So okay. they're, we're ready. 
Yes. Yes. So the Gottman, the bid for connection, the, the warm touch, it's not a non-sexual warm touch. Oh my gosh, that warms, that warms the room up and, and it, it kind of primes both people to, to pay attention to like, my partner cares about me. My partner mm-hmm. sees me and wants me and desires me. Yeah, I think it's so important. Yeah, can we talk a little bit about bids for connection? Because I feel like reading about that changed so much for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that um, all of us are going to do that different, right? Especially when we look at the the enneagram types, and if we look at them according to even their stances, bids are going to look quite a bit different, right? So your assertive stance, they might move towards the person, um, but not always. So I'm married to a three, and um, he is more withdrawn. So he doesn't necessarily move towards me for bids for connection. I have to move towards him and it's, it's, we're learning to do this dance together, you know? So I don't necessarily think that it's that, but I do think the assertive type is, is probably more likely, or maybe it's the, you have to tell me what you think too. Like, is it the sexual subtype that you think it's more maybe even driven towards those bids? Yeah. I wonder if I'm thinking about my husband and I, like he's a four, he's a sexual four. Mm Mm-hmm. And his bids for connection so often are wanting to read poetry to me. Mm. He'll like want to read me a poem that he read. Mm -hmm. And I have to be careful because I don't ever feel like I have time for that. Mm -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. it never feels like I'm always on my way to do something. I'm always busy. Mm -hmm. And the to slow down and prioritize this thing that like feels slow. Right. <laughs> to my right. brain yeah. is it takes a lot of effort, but I learning bid for connection helped uh-huh. me to be like, whoa, slow down. Yeah. This is meaningful to him. Like he's trying right. to connect with you. Um, yeah. <clears throat> That's so good. It's like catching. I kind of yeah. think like, it's like catching those bids, paying attention to what they look like. Cause I think they're going to mm-hmm. look different for different couples. Um, like a, a one, the bid, bid for connection, even for a one, it could go into that doing mode. Like I'm doing this for you. I folded your clothes for you. I, I made you this meal or I, they, they do, you know, they can, which we think twos do, but I think ones can do that too. Like they, they can move towards that doing for that bid for connection. So I think it's fascinating. I think that when we pay attention to the way that our partner is reaching for us, and that's that bid. Um, how you know are, when they reach for us, are we willing to respond? Um, and I had to learn to slow down, like you. Like, oh, he that's he wants me to go to the to the recycling center with him. Oh, that's a bid for connection. He wants that yeah. time with me. And so that's one of the things that um, we laugh about now. Twenty four years later, I guess you do. He's like, hey, do you want to go to the recycling center? Do you want to jump in the car? And I'm like, no, kids, just us for 20 minutes. Yes, let's go. <laughs> yeah. You know, um, we love it yeah. so much. But I do think that that was one of those bids for connection um, in that he put out there and I I took, you know, and um, he works from home too. So a lot of times he walks on his calls. And so even a bid for that, like if I go out with a dog and he sees me, he'll meet up with me. It's a bid for connection. And then we'll walk around the block. We don't even talk because he's on the phone, but there is this connection that happens. Um, So bids like that happen. Yeah. And I think about how often we miss those because Mm -hmm. they seem like in my seven brain, right? I think, well, I don't want to do that. Right. Like I have the things that I want to do. You're offering me something I don't want to do. So why would I do something I don't want to do and I could be doing something I wanted to do? Yes. And, (laughs) you know, for it's like, oh, I'm missing this sense of 
well, we're doing it so we can be together, mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is kind of foreign to my mind. Like I'm so independent. Mm-hmm. I often am just focused on like my priorities and yeah. So that sense of like, well, we're just going to the recycling center together to be together mm-hmm. or I'm walking with you, right. even though it's just, I don't, I wasn't planning on going on a walk. Right. But when you miss it, mm-hmm. you, you distance. Yes. Yes. That distance and that disconnect and it leaves, it can, I feel like it leaves, um, it can make you feel scared in the relationship. Like, where did you go? Like, I feel like I can't get to you. And I will, those are definitely things that we talk about more openly now that we understand bids for connection. We understand our Enneagram, the deep layers of it, um, that I can say to him, like, I feel like I can't get to you right now. Where are you? And he might say, um, I'm sorry. You know what? You're right. I've been so busy and distracted that I haven't, I haven't paid attention to any connection that you try to, you know, anything that you've thrown my way. And I'm like, I know. I feel alone. Um, and 10 years ago, that they would not have gone down like that. It would be, I'd be like, you're never available. You're never, you know, you don't care about me. All you do is work like that. It would have been a lashing out instead of uh, recognizing what I really want is you. I feel like I'm, I'm throwing bids your way. You're not taking them. Maybe I should ask you why instead of accuse you because I want to. I'm going to accuse you know, oh, kind of bratty same, same. Mm-hmm. twins. I I'll sometimes now I'll just say like um, that was a bit for connection. Yes. Yes, I will too, <laughs> and yes. I'll go. Oh oh, um, sorry. That's yeah, a hundred percent. My husband did it to me the other day. I didn't catch his bit. Mm-hmm. It was like I don't know if I didn't hear it. I don't even know. It was like we were in the car, and it was. I thought. I didn't, I don't think I heard what he said and it was like a joke kind of. And he was like, Mm -hmm. I just made a bid for connection. And I was Mm -hmm. like, oh, I clearly did not catch that. Like that is not, I don't even know what I heard, but it was not, it was not a connection point for me. Um, And we just laughed about it. But think about before we have language for this stuff, I don't, we just would have fought. I just would have fought with him. Yeah. Yeah, same. Like, would, why aren't yeah. you making me feel good? Right. You're like, yes. that's your main job here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're supposed to love me. Like, where did it go? You know? And he's like, you were scary. He says to me, and we get into an argument. And I'm like, we have, it's the same thing. 24 years, me telling you, I need you to come towards me when I'm upset. And he's like, is there anything about what's happening right now that is telling me I should move towards you? And I'm like, oh. oh my gosh, I feel red. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, no, there's nothing. I wouldn't want to move towards me either. But that doesn't mm-hmm. that doesn't negate the fact that I want you to move towards me. Okay, you know? is this because mm-hmm. of the seven, like we fear relying on other people so much that it's like yeah, letting doing, someone. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I was doing, uh, I was teaching Enneagram, some Enneagram concepts in San Antonio and I had a little time before I had to go to fly back home. And so I took a walk and, um, and you probably already know this, like this is, I don't know why it didn't connect in my brain, but it didn't connect in my brain. So, um, it was like those heart longing messages. Like I want to know that I'm going to be taken care of as an Enneagram seven. So do you, that's our heart longing. We want to know we're going to be taken care of, but we're in the assertive stance. So we don't trust that anybody's ever really going to do that. 
So we stand independently and we've got this. We will take care of this all by ourselves. Thank you. And can push against the very thing that we want. And so in San Antonio, I just remember walking around and making sense of all of this for all of the numbers and the stances that they're in and like how some people, it seems easier for them to, to do this, to move towards what they want and other people withdraw and move away from it and fearful of abandonment, rejection, or being overwhelmed and how the assertive stance, we just stand independently and push, like we're not going to get it anyway. So we shouldn't even expect it, but the very thing we want is it. So it feels like, like it feels very messy when it is. you start to unpack it. Yeah. yeah. I have like this moment once and it was like this breaking moment for me where I was like in the shower and I got out and there weren't any clean towels. And I yelled, you know, Mm -hmm. for like someone to bring me a towel. And it was just this moment. And I had like a a, like a real crack in me because I was like, no one's ever going to be there for me. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) But it's just like so ridiculous because I'm spoiled. Like my Uh husband is like a great partner. Like Mm -hmm. we work together really well. Like. And in this moment, I was like, no one will ever be there for me. I will yeah. always have to just take care of myself. And like, I was like, whoa, like that, that voice and that message came so fast. Mm-hmm. And it was mm-hmm. just like, oh, this is everything. Yeah. And then of course my response to feeling that way is like pushing other people out instead of mm-hmm. pulling them in and saying, right. hey, it would have been nice if mm-hmm. da, 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 or mm-hmm. yeah. I know. It's just deep. It is so deep. The, the the enneagram work when we do it um, for for like um, exploration you know when we're curious and we're trying to figure out where our patterns come from and why we do what we do I think that we start to hit deep parts of ourselves and it starts to make sense you know and um, and I think in those spaces we have an opportunity to hold to hold space for ourselves. And to understand like the patterns that we built around us um, served us. They served us really well when they needed to, and they might not be serving us anymore. And um, sometimes those, those might not anymore are the ones that are getting us into fights or situations that we're like, why do we keep, you know, walking around this same mountain every single time? And because we repeat what we don't repair. And so if we have some understanding of what is being repeated and we have some helpful tools to help us start to dig out and and work on repair, I feel like we can begin to grow to the healthier version of, of who we are meant to be. Mm. Um, But it's deep work. So true. It is. Mm -hmm. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. So today I saw on your feed a post you did for the nine types about um, when you feel safe. Mm-hmm. how you can show up. And can we talk a little bit about that? And I know people are like, do my type. Um, are you comfortable if we go ahead and go through the nine? Yes. I know we can might I pull them up? Oh, of course. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Let me pull Same. them up. Um, yeah. I'm like, hold on a second. Um, yes. And I think, yes. So 
um, this matters to me when, when this part of work matters to me. And, and I think I know that you can't do work when you don't feel safe. So if you're in a relationship and it keeps, it's just a cycle of like confrontation and fighting and misunderstanding and confusion, um, we got to find where the, where's the floor, where's the floor so that you can figure out like, am I safe with you? Do I trust you when I reach for you? Are you going to respond to me? Um, how, how can we figure out, um, what's stopping that? engagement. And so when I talk about like, when you feel safe in a relationship, it's important to me because if you feel safe, we're going to see beautiful parts of you. If you don't feel safe, we're going to see a lot of reaction. And I just want you to get curious. So it's really not a lot of finger pointing from me on, well, it's not at all finger pointing with Enneagram. It's more curiosity around, huh, what do you think's causing that? Or, hmm, where do you think that's coming from? You know, and ownership of our own story. Um, so yeah, so we can look at this for sure. Okay, sweet. Yeah. Okay. Um, so when you feel safe in a relationship as an Enneagram one, you definitely become more playful and fun. Um, you go to that seven, um, you feel safe and you let your emotions out. Uh, you're willing to take risks in the relationship. Um, you're willing to make bids because they are received. And so there is, there is that playful side of a one. That's always fun to see. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I feel mm-hmm. like ones often surprise me sometimes, especially if I meet them in that 70 space mm-hmm. and then mm-hmm. I find out they're a one. I'm like, whoa, we were having so much fun. Right. It can be mm-hmm. so much lightness, so much fun, almost like an alter ego. It Just- is. Yes. Yeah. I met, uh, my husband has a, um, a colleague that um, I could have sworn he was a seven. Mm-hmm. And then he's like, nope, I'm a one. And I'm like, oh my gosh, you're such a fun one. Like he's <laughs> not that ones are not fun. Ones are fun. Um, yeah. He was just so bubbly that night. I don't know. He was just, he was a lot of fun to be around. Mm-hmm. Um, or going to a theme park with a one. They want to ride all the roller coasters. I'm like, oh my goodness. Look at much, you. I know. <laughs> you're much more adventurous than me. I don't mm-hmm. want to do it because then it holds me in. And I feel like I'm limited and I can't get out. And it's a whole issue. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that time of going up. Yes. I, this, it, yeah. No, it's a yeah. lot. Yeah. See, <laughs> people think that we're like jumping out of planes and riding roller coasters. And I'm like, I'm not doing any of that. I'm not. That is not, none of that sounds like fun. I'm going to take the boat ride through the little fake whatever. <laughs> That's what I'm going to do. <laughs> Look at the fake animals. That feels good to me. <laughs> feels um, nice. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Um, Okay, so the Enneagram too, when you feel safe in a relationship, you'll be able to express your true emotions uh, and you'll lean on your partner for support and guidance. And I think this is so important because I think people think, well, twos are in that emotional triad. And um, yes, and so their emotions get knotted with their instincts. And so they they go into doing mode. What do I need to do for you instead of how do I actually feel? And so that's, that's so a big good. one. Mm. Yeah. So the Enneagram three and um, a safe relationship, they're able to express their anxieties and frustrations. This mm-hmm. is huge because usually they don't show this to anybody. Um, they're able to take their mask off of performance and share their true self with their partner mm-hmm. or their friend group. Uh, and this takes a lot of work 
I remember walking through the neighborhood with my husband at 20 years, we're holding hands. And I said to him, do you feel like you get to take your mask off in in our relationship? And he Mm. immediately said, no, he said Mm. no. And I was like, oh my gosh, why? Am I that horrible that you have to perform all the time? You know, I'm like, of course, because I'm going to make it about myself (laughs) because I don't know why I do that, but I do. Um, But he, he then said, we just kind of broke it down. And he's like, I just feel like, um, I need to make sure that you're good. And I'm like, like, you don't feel like you can just watch sports. And he's like, no, I feel like you think I should be doing something else. And I'm like, I'm going to go to the mall. So I don't really care what you do. And he was like, oh, and so I've seen such a huge change in the past five years where he is just like more relaxed and willing to, um, lay on the couch all day on a Saturday if he wants to, and yeah, play video games again. That is so fun to watch him. Like he's grown and I think it's fun. I'm like, look at you being a kid again. Yeah. Like letting your guard down. Yes. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So I try to celebrate that for him when I see that, that childlikeness. Um, cause we all need, we all need some of that in our lives. We all need healing usually around something around that area. But, um, So the Enneagram 4, when you feel safe, you have the ability to communicate your emotions um, in a clear way so they don't overpower you, but you're able to communicate them in a clear way. You're willing to risk being open and sharing your feelings and concerns. Um, And I think, again, people think that 4s do this, but my experience is that they oftentimes don't do this. They feel them. And you might feel them in the room, but they don't necessarily just open up and tell you what's happening. Um, they kind of go away and hope somebody will come in and pursue them so that they can maybe talk about it if they feel comfortable. But- yeah, I actually really loved that one because being married to a four, I was like, I have watched the difference of him kind of, it's like almost like he just dis- disappears mm-hmm. a little bit and like yes. he's not like pulling his, like pulling his weight quote unquote, Mm -hmm. like, Mm -hmm. I don't like that phrasing, but like, he'll kind of just like forget to do the dishes or he'll forget to make bids for connection Mm -hmm. or -hmm. he'll miss mine or he'll just kind of like, kind of fall away. Mm -hmm. And if I ask him, I've learned, I used to just get mad at him and be like, Mm -hmm. where did you go? Why aren't you helping me? Right. But like when I ask him, it's actually like, oh, he has a lot going on. He's Mm -hmm. in his feelings. He's feeling them in real time. Mm -hmm. Whereas like my brain's going, how do I solve this feeling? I'm having this feeling. How do I make it go away? Mm -hmm. His is like in it. He's Mm -hmm. in it. And he doesn't always think to tell me. And But now he'll like Mm -hmm. communicate like this is what's happening for me. Mm -hmm. This is how I'm feeling. I love that. That's so – I love the way that you just described that too, because I have clients that come in and they talk about the, this four part, um, but that helps me understand it better. Like they're in it and they're feeling it right in the moment. Um, and they're not necessarily inviting you in, but they would want you to be in it with them if you'd be willing probably, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Huh. That's really beautiful. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love to learn. I love to learn. I'm always like <laughs> listening, like, hmm, hmm, tell me That's more. That's such a good way to be an Enneagram teacher is to like always – sometimes I have a hard time with that, but it's the when I'm at my best, mm-hmm. I'm able to always learn something new. I think it's it's fascinating to me just how humans try to get love, try to keep themselves safe and try to get their needs met in the, their needs met in the world. Um, it's just fascinating if you pay attention. You're like, this is, they're trying to survive. Yeah. Mm -hmm. 
you know? Um, so the Enneagram five, when they feel safe in the relationship, they feel confident and they're able to speak up. They're willing to, sh- uh, they're willing to have hard conversations and even disagree. Uh, I'm raising a five. He's 20. He'll be 21 next month. And I see this for sure. I see him like, he's really quiet. He's really reserved. Um, he loves video games and all kinds of interesting things. Um, and then we have three other girls and they're really loud. And so he can, sometimes can get lost in the midst of all of it. But when he feels safe and because probably he feels safe in the home, uh, he'll, he'll kind of pipe in and say something. And maybe he'll be a little bit more like, give me the, the, um, what do you call it in the, the adapter in the car. Like, give me the adapter. I'm going to play music. And then he puts his music on. I just see like this assertiveness come out and I, I love it so much. Fives are so interesting to me, the investigative thinker and just the way that they process information. Um, They're usually witty too. So that's Mm -hmm. super fun. I love that Mm -hmm. side of a five. Um, But being willing to have those hard conversations instead of shying away from things or putting things on a shelf for later, Mm -hmm. they'll show up in the, in the relationship because they feel safe enough. Like um, you're not going to try to fix me. You're going to actually try to hear me. Mm. That usually helps a five. Yeah. I love that. I love the language of putting on a shelf for later as well. Cause I know so many, um, it can be misunderstood as like, Mm -hmm. I'm not interested or I'm, I'm, I'm isolating from you mm-hmm. when it is kind of like that sense of like, I'll come back to it. It's just right. not something I can give my energy to right now. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. A lot of times too, I think the five is like, I'll come back to it alone. Mm. Mm-hmm. I don't know what I think about it, but your reaction is overwhelming me. They're not mm-hmm. going to say this. It would cause problems, but the other person's reaction could be overwhelming them so much that they can't process how they actually feel or, mm-hmm. or anything about it. So they move away, but they will, they'll take it off the shelf and process it. They, mm-hmm. they do a good job. Um, nobody ever knows probably, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but they do do it. <laughs> yeah. That's um, good. So, you know, when, okay. So when a six feels safe in a relationship, they're able to relax and enjoy their surroundings. Uh, they create predictable routines that allow them to feel peaceful. And this is so true about an Enneagram six. Um, they they move towards people, institution, belief systems to try to find safety and security. If they find that, when they find that, you'll see there, there's like a playfulness, a fun side of a six that comes out too. Um, and it is a lot of the comedians. A lot of people say that comedians are Enneagram sixes, which, yeah, it's kind of this dry humor. They're going to try it out. They're watching the audience for a reaction. They're seeing, does it work? It makes sense to me for sure. Um, but I love that just watching the six be able to relax and enjoy the moment instead of being kind of hypervigilant and super aware. It's like, who I can finally just relax and be with these people, know that I'm safe. Um, I can let my hair down. I can be silly. I can be, I can laugh loud. I, you know, yeah. um, I can be quiet and nobody's going to question, are they okay? Um, because they feel safe. Yeah. I almost hear you saying like, it's even like they're building self-trust of mm. like, I can be whatever mm-hmm. I am in this moment and I'm okay. Yes. And yes. I'm not going to like make a mistake. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. good. I like that too. Yeah. I like the way you said that. Um, so the Enneagram seven, when they feel safe, this is always interesting to me. People push back on this, but they slow down yeah. And they let themselves recharge, rest and recharge. They spend time reading, journaling, creating, but there is like a downshift that happens uh, when you feel safe. And part of it is the Enneagram 7 struggles with anxiety. 
Um, but oftentimes they don't know it because they're so busy, like occupying it <laughs> with other things. Um, so when you downshift, why they wouldn't downshift is because the anxiety is high. So they have to keep things um, going to kind of avoid the feeling. But when you feel safe and secure, the, the anxiety probably is at a lower level and you can kind of breathe and relax and rest and, and um, you're maybe don't have racing thoughts like you normally do or um, feeling like I, I need to be going or doing. You actually feel like it's okay for me to take time for myself. It's okay for me to take up space. You know, yeah. that's a big one for an Enneagram 7. And I'll say like, I have been having been in two marriages, <laughs> mm -hmm. I can say the first marriage, it was like, I couldn't be out of the house more. I wanted mm -hmm. to like get up, go come home. I would get up early. I would come home later. Mm -hmm. I was like so booked and, and busy. Mm -hmm. And in this marriage, it's like, I'm, it's almost like I had to tell my friends, like, I'm, I'm actually healthy because I became more mm -hmm. introverted and more low energy. I didn't want to go out as much. I was like much more like a homebody, mm -hmm. which I'd never been. And, but my husband, like we created a home we like to be in together. Yes. We created a space that feels good. Mm -hmm. And it was like the first time in my life where I was like, I like being home. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I love that. I love that. I think that um, a healthy seven does not look like an unhealthy seven. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? I'm not saying you were not healthy before, but a healthy seven, there is this, um, there's always going to be big vision and drive and go with a seven. Um, but it there's more purpose behind it. It's like, it's stable. And um, I always tell my husband, I need three buckets that I have that I get to work from, not just one. I need three. I don't do good with one. I get bored. But if I have three and they all have a goal, then I, then it's clear where I'm going and I work best that way. Yes. That's healthy, yes. right? That's like so we, we feel safe and secure and we're not trying to prove our worth anymore. We know who we are. We're accepted as we are. Mm. Um, that is a beautiful feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that is so a beautiful good. Feeling. So the Enneagram eight, when you feel safe in your relationships, you allow yourself to express uh, the more vulnerable side of you. And uh, that is really scary for an eight. Like if I reach, are you going to respond? And so the more that that those bids for connection can happen inside of an eight relationship, um, the more secure the relationship is. And it's like, if I reach for you, are you going to respond? Um, they see connection and healthy communication. One of the, one of the tools that I use, it's not really a tool, but it's funny uh, around bids for connection, especially when it's, you know, with a strong dominant personality type with somebody that isn't as dominant um, is emojis. And so oh, a bid for connection is like, I'm thinking about you, pick an emoji, I'm thinking about you. And then she's going to pick an emoji that says, um, I received that, or I'm thinking about you or whatever, like playful things, because sometimes, uh, the other person doesn't quite know, like, what am I supposed to say? Like, I don't know how to respond to them. What are they asking me? So the playful side of emojis helps sometimes in these bids for connection with some of the stronger personality types. That's so good. I love that. It's fun. Yeah. It's just one of those fun and it works. So I love that it works. Like I'm like, okay, this yeah. is not just one couple. A lot of people do this. I'm like, all right, it's working. Um, yeah. So when you look at the the nine and the healthy relationships and they feel safe and secure, they feel confident and supported to go after their goals. 
They, they take up space. They use their voice. Oh my gosh, I love it. They feel celebrated and not tolerated, which is incredible. Um, and that helps them to stay present and connected. They feel celebrated, not tolerated. Oh my gosh, that is mm-hmm. so good. Mm-hmm. That is probably one of my favorite um, statements when I'm thinking about relationships. Like, do you feel celebrated or tolerated? And I think probably in my own life, I felt tolerated in a lot of ways for a long time. And part of it, the work was my own work. I had to learn how to celebrate me and receive celebration on the other side of it. And so I do think that celebrate tolerated is um, is powerful. Yeah, that's so good. And I know like the nines will often feel like everyone's having to tolerate them, mm-hmm. even if they're being celebrated sometimes. Mm-hmm. And so making it really clear to our nines that we're celebrating mm-hmm. them is mm-hmm. so important. That's so good. Mm-hmm. It's like listening to them talk without correcting what they're saying, listening to have their opinion, um, period. Yeah. Does that make sense? Like it's just, that's it. That's what they think. And you don't have to, there's no rebuttal to that. Like it's just boom. Mm -hmm. I like that. Jackie, I have loved this conversation with you and I know my audience is going to really want to grab your book. It's Mm -hmm. so good, y'all. It comes out March, what what day? March 21st. March 21st. It'll be out by the time you're live. And um, yeah, I would love to connect with you. And I know everyone else is going to be so excited to connect with you too. Uh, Where can we stay in touch? So on Instagram is Enneagram with JB. Um, And then my website is EnneagramWithJB.com. And it's got all different resources and ways to connect with me. Um, But if you follow me on Instagram and you want to talk to me, I love to talk back. So ask questions or engage that I love. And I love it when um, people talk to each other too. Like you post something and then you watch other people talk and insert me and I love it. I love to see the, just the engagement of the community. It's super fun. Yeah. So good. Thank you so much for being here and we'll link everything in the show notes below so everybody can get to it easily. And um, yeah, we'll see you next time. All right. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.